Madison's Alternative, 106.7 The Resistance. This week on the Disruptor Series, I'm talking to Patrick Martin. Hello. Hi. Thanks, Miranda, for having me. I really appreciate your Piggly Wiggly shirt. (laughs) I had to wear it. I mean, I never thought I would buy one until I left home. And now when I go back, it stuck out to me. And I said, I think I need that. (laughs) You grew up in Sockville, only about two hours away from Madison. Were you ever able to come to Madison or did you mostly stick to like Milwaukee area? Yeah, I'd been to Mad. I don't know when the first time I would have gone, but I had a friend who played basketball at Madison. So that was a reason for me to come visit and go to games and, you know, hang out with him. So yeah, I've been. It's, It's a wonderful city, a beautiful college town. Yeah. So how did you get started in music? I feel like how most people do. Like I had family members, not direct family members, but one of my cousins was really good at guitar. He could really, he could shred. And so growing up, he was way older than me. And we go to their house and he would always, I'd beg him to play for me. And that just really sparked something in me. And I was always creative. So that was kind of this new creative outlet that I was inspired by. And so I asked my parents for a guitar when I was eight years old for Christmas and they got me one. And then that just kind of started it all. I guess I started, my mom said I had to take lessons if I got a guitar. And so I did. And it wasn't until probably like high school until I really was realizing like the songwriting side of not just playing an instrument and singing, but like the idea of like writing songs that I can express myself through. That's when that kind of started. And I wasn't writing like really incredible music or writing these really fleshed out songs. It was just kind of bits and bobs, but it slowly but surely kind of snowballed into like, okay, I don't want to do anything else with my life. Here I am. Did you ever learn how to play other instruments as well? Really poorly. I'm not even good at guitar, honestly. Like, I mean, I can play bass because if you could play guitar, you could play bass pretty much. And I can lightly tickle the ivories a little bit, but nothing well, everything really poorly. Like I can play a couple drum beats that are really out of time and really mediocre, but if I practiced, I could do it. So I do intend on being a better musician at everything. So how do you write music? Do you start with the words or do you start with the guitar? It's never the same, honestly. Like I don't have a formula. I don't know many people that do. A lot of times it starts with lyrics that I've kind of written down. I'll jot down like a bunch of little notes, like things I've heard from a movie or on the street, or I've said that I'm like, oh, that's actually a cool line. I'll jot it down and then come back and I'll just scroll through my phone of all these notes. And a lot of times I'll string some of those together. This song, Dandelion Eyes, there's several different bits and bobs that came together from my notes like that were not together originally they were just little notes individually so the the process is very kind of scattered i feel like i'm pretty adhd and i don't typically just sit down and like here i am writing a song that inevitably does happen but that's not typically how it starts yeah lyric first i would say in most cases You went to Marquette and got a dual degree in psychology and philosophy. Do you think your knowledge in those subjects shows in your music? It's actually psychology and sociology, but I did, I really loved philosophy. I think I've always 
really understood people in some sense. And like, that's a pretty grandiose statement, but I really am intrigued by like the human psyche and kind of what makes us all tick and what motivates us throughout our lives to become this or that or to do this or that. And so I think that is definitely a part of me as a person. And it does certainly leak into my songwriting. I don't know how conscious it is. I actually did really poorly in school. Like I just, I had like one good semester. It's too structured and I can't memorize things and I can't, um, I can't focus very well when it comes to things that I'm not necessarily, when it comes to memorizing or whatever. But yeah, to answer your question, I do think it does impact the way that I write and the way that I see myself in my career. Did any of that encourage you choosing the theme of a cosmonaut for your next EP? Again, I don't think consciously. That idea, that kind of like thesis came together once I had finally finished everything and was listening. And there was always those kind of undertones in a lot of my writing, but it really made sense to me once I could hear it all together. And it was like, oh, this is what's happening. So it's not like I just knew from the beginning that like this is kind of the story that's being told. It kind of slowly came to me. I'm very inspired by space and anything related. Like I'm obsessed with space movies and books. And I watch a million YouTube videos about, you know, the cosmos and astronauts talking about their times and anti-gravity and everything. So it just makes sense to me that this is kind of what this body of work turned into. That body of work will be called Velvet Time and it comes out in June. How were you able to collaborate with some of the producers and mixers that you have on that one? That's a great question. I have a really incredible team that somehow advocates for me to get into some of these rooms with these incredible writers. This first single I did with, his name is Tim Pagnata, Brian Phillips, and Joe Kirkland. I didn't meet any of them before our session when we wrote this song. So the fact that this came out of it is pretty incredible, but I don't know. I Honestly, I, I feel like it's one of those things that it's like, the world rewards you, I guess, when you believe in yourself and you feel like you deserve to work with the people of that status and caliber. And I'm just very lucky and grateful for the relationships I formed. Those three, but also my producer, Nick LaBelle, who is like my right hand. Like I always say he's like my George Martin, Quincy Jones type character. Like I trust him more than anyone. And it's that thing of like, we push each other. Like there's a lot of like, is that right? Yes, this is it. No, it's not. It's the perfect level of like pushing each other to where we end up in the right place. I feel like most good things in life take hard moments and difficult conversations. So I, him especially, I'm just so grateful for and He's just a wonderful human being. And I really plan on working with him for the rest of my life. Do you think the feeling of your next EP is different with the addition of these other people? Or do you think it's still very much Patrick Martin? Working with these people was essential to finding myself and finding what I wanted to say and what I wanted the sound to be. So it only made it better. And again, I looked to Nick for a lot of it. And certainly like I was discovering my sound as that relationship kind of blossomed. But um, it's some serendipitous cosmic event that happened that really like 
it happened where I feel like, oh my God, I found it. Like something artists spend so long looking for is like, what am I trying to say? What am I trying to sound like? It just finally happened. And I think all of the people, and I've only named a few, there's there's so many more that deserve credit. They know who they are. And it's a village. Like it's never just, there's so few instances where it's just one person. And in my case, it's a whole group of people that kind of helped guide me to where this body of work has landed. And I'm just very lucky and hopeful that I get to work with them for a very long time. Do you have any plans to tour this year? Do I ever? I am desperate to perform because this music is so special to me. And the dance and shoes are just polished and you could see your reflection in them. <laughs> we look forward to seeing you on stage. I look forward to seeing you too. I'm. <laughs> it's a special place for me. Your new song, Dandelion Eyes, came out today. Can you tell us about this song? Yeah, this song is just a collection of notes that I had in my phone and ideas that slowly snowballed into this concept. And it was written in a few hours. And yeah, I see it as this kind of love song from a place of isolation and longing. And in this case, I've given our planet the nickname Dandelion Eyes. And it's this longing of all these natural things that we have around us all the time, but I think often take for granted because it's just the way it is. So for me, it represents the love that I personally have for nature, for animals, for the relationships I have in my life, petrichor, the, you know, the smell after the rain, that kind of thing. And it's this melancholic longing, even though the song obviously just sounds very bright and happy. It's, it's actually a song of isolation more than this is here it's more of a, a fever dream so in the course of the ep like where does this song fall on the cosmonauts journey this falls i'd say in the middle even though it's the lead song it's very much after time spent you know aboard this kind of tin can floating through space it is i'd say that like in that point where you really question your sanity and I've never had to spend that kind of time alone, thank God. But I think it's that point where you start, like hallucinations are happening, fever dreams are happening. And he's just having these visions of all of these things that I've talked about. And you'll see in the video, having those things and like being able to connect with the world is the most special thing we have. Like it's unique to humanity, at least as far as we know. But in the music video, you're kind of moving through this world where nobody else is moving. Was that difficult for you to film that? It was definitely more difficult for my friends who had to stay frozen. One friend specifically, her name is Brie. It was so funny because she she wears contacts. So like she had to like really try not to blink. And honestly, I do think if you went frame by frame through the video, you would see her blink in the shot that she's in. But um it was really fun. Shooting that video was a blast. And that part specifically was really fun because I was like the free one. Everyone else was like focused and locked into like, we have to like be 
clenched and stable and I was just floating around. Yeah, it was really fun. I I love that part of this career, this job, whatever you want to call it. It's really fun to like have all your friends together and to like make fun things. And that was a really fun day. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Thank you so much, Miranda. This was a real uh, a moment for me because let me tell you, being on the radio is no small feat for me, especially back home where I'm from a small town. It means a lot to me. So I appreciate you having me. We're going to check out Dandelion Eyes by Patrick Martin right now on The Resistance. <laughs> 